My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Nikisha King. She is a life and business coach and podcast host. Hello Nikisha, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, everyone who's listening. I appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you. So let's start a conversation by diving into your journey of becoming the person you are today. Mm. What led you to discover your true passion in life? How did it start for you? I would say it starts by making an actual decision, right? Every day we have the opportunity to make a decision, but most of the times we're not. We're undecided which allows us to keep going back and forth. And when you're in back and forth, you're not actually in the decision. You're not in the actual process. And for me, my journey, so I'm 43 and that that's a long journey for me. That's a moment in time and so many different things. And where I am today is not where I expected to be or thought I would be. And there's been moments in my life I've been ignited. I don't know about you guys listening, but ignited for me, meaning something happened. It could be either tragic or it could either be a moment where you realize this is not what you want to do. And when that moment happens, you're now in this crossroad where you get to decide what is it you want to do. So one of those moments for me was when I was 22, the person I was dating was, he was killed So that automatically took that person out of my life. And I was in undergrad at that moment. In undergrad, I was like um, a C student. Mm -hmm. And I remember I wanted to become a physician. So I knew I had to get better grades in my sciences. So after graduating, I graduated when I was 23. um, I went to a pre-med program. And I remember that being my first ignition where I was like, I'm not getting anything less than an A. I was focused. People call focus hard work, which is, I love it because I've learned that hard work is when you're focused, when you have a goal and you go at it, like there's no tomorrow. And when I did that, I love that experience because it taught me how to become an adult. I went to pre-med in a dorm. When I did undergrad, I was living at home and traveling. So that moment taught me how to live on my own, take care of my bills, work, right? That was my first big igniting, like just totally having a transformation. Then um, as I did the health thing, I realized I didn't want to do it anymore. So I worked in healthcare administration. I went back to school for my master's in business administration and in public health. So I have two masters. Mm -hmm. And then I got married 2008, but something happened. This one wasn't really being ignited, but I was just tired of the analytical side. So what I did is I wanted to open up my creative world and I started my creative company doing invitations and stationery. That was a journey. Um, I started in 2009, so I'm 15 years old in that business, but Mm -hmm. 10 years in that business, I did what every entrepreneur do. I don't make decisions or I didn't make decisions. And I literally had me on my mind. I want to be able to make my own hours. I want to be able to be with my family. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it was so much an I situation that I don't know how well I was serving my clients because my story was always about what I want. And in 2019, something happened. I went into a conference over the weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. And just to give you backstory, before 2019 in my design company, 
I was literally at a place where I was selling invitations a hundred for like a thousand dollars. And for me, I thought that was something because it was a thousand dollars. I also thought that if I do more of it, I get more money. I can help myself. I can help my family, right? I can contribute to our household. Somehow that thought did not match reality. Like it didn't match in any way, any shape, still struggling, still upset. So in 2019, I went to this beautiful conference of another stationary person who was selling save the dates, invitations, and day of $10,000. Wow. And the thing that really got me ignited, this beautiful human being who was giving the conference, selling invitations at 10,000, all she did was put a postage stamp on an envelope and ship it out. She didn't do anything else. While I was home for $1,000, doing three designs, having the client pick the the design I really didn't care for, printing envelopes on a printer at home, we call this in-house design. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and beating up the printer, fighting the printer for every envelope it destroyed, which was eating into my profit. Mm-hmm. Right? Being up late. I had a vacation. My husband had to help me package mm-hmm. invitations I just got in to ship out because I was leaving for vacation. Yeah. Having a daughter not being present. Right undecided, what should I do? Stop working, work, how, you know, not giving to the family, Mm -hmm. all of the things. And I was doing that for a thousand dollars. And this beautiful human being was doing none of that for $10,000. Boy, oh boy, Anna, that Sunday when I was on the train coming home, I was on fire. (laughs) (laughs) My insides were literally boiling and I could feel them but not a place of anger, but a place of I'm done. I'm making the decision. Mm-hmm. I des- I'm going to do better. I want better. I desire better. Yeah. So that started the journey where I was in mindset environments where I shifted the way of selling, the way of thinking. There no longer is a I, 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 but how can I serve? Mm-hmm. Gratitude. 2021, I read a book a happy pocket full of money. Yes. And that book taught me how to be abundant. There was no more. There's not enough. There was more of, there's more than enough and you have everything you need. So be grateful. And then I had a coach. I had a one-on-one coach for nine months who we worked on systems. That's where our relationship business systems, Mm -hmm. but with my time with her, she helped me become clear. And when working with her in January, 2022, I went from making maybe 20, 30 K a year to over six figures, a hundred, 120 K. And the reason I got there was that the work I had started from 2019. And today I am a transformational speaker. That's why Mm -hmm. I'm here with you. I'm a life a certified life and business coach because of my amazing coach and the transformation I experienced and how she contributed. Mm-hmm. And I am a business tycoon. I work, I have three companies and mm-hmm. I love building businesses and I love working with team members that I have. And all of that came from a journey, a journey where I had to learn how to make decisions, how to gain clarity and overall how not to do it by myself. Yes. So that's pretty much a wrap of what my 43 years look like. I'm excited to see what my next 40 years look like because I'm on fire. And I wanted to share this with your audience because I want them to realize wherever the, wherever you are today, doesn't mean that's where you're going to be in the next 10 or 20 years, unless you decide to do nothing different. Mm-hmm. I had to do things differently because there were moments in my life that came up that allowed me to be ignited and make a decision for something better in my opinion. So thank you for allowing me to open up that way and sharing. Oh, yes, it's beautiful to see the transformation that you went through because 
like you mentioned, making a decision is a first step towards change. And with us really committing to that decision and knowing that I'm going to do whatever it takes, but I'm going to be present to the best of my ability because also I'm given whatever I need at this moment to make that next step. Maybe we don't know the whole, um, you know, uh, a lot of steps that's required to get where you want, but at least, you know, a couple steps ahead where you can take that right now. And again, like with us knowing what we want and being clear and having that vision, I think that's where we get that desire and that fuel, that drive, where that internal motivation, it's what keeps us stay on track, on focus, you know, and a lot of times we've been distracted, of course, all of us in this modern society we live in, (laughs) but it's our job to make sure that we're present and remind ourselves, what is it that we're doing on a day-to-day basis? Does it take us closer to the goal that we envision for ourselves? Oh, we just spending time doing nothing or it's not really like as important of what we're doing. I know it's, you know, it's hard to balance how to manage time, but I just want to take on your perspective of how was it for you to really stay focused and find this balance for yourself when you decided back in 2019 that something has to change what uh, made you what helped you to like rearrange time or manage time the way that would serve your needs so in hindsight when I was going through that I don't know what prompts me because let me explain one thing and prior to 2019 or prior to 2021 to be honest life was controlling me right? I wasn't controlling my life. What that means is things were happening unconsciously for me. So I was in a Facebook group with other stationers. Mm -hmm. This person who created the conference was in that group. They invited us to visit or come to their page where they were able to sell that program. Mm -hmm. And I went. I didn't know this person, didn't have a relationship with this person, but they were in my community. And as they're talking, subconsciously, the words that they're using is coming into my mind and connecting with me, right? Because when they told us how much, did I think I had it? Did I know I had it? No, but I had to make a decision to buy into it. And the way I bought into it was because this person was going to share their quotes with us. And I wanted to see how someone else was charging. I wanted social proof. I wanted someone to show me what they're doing so I can know if I'm doing it right. Mm -hmm. That for me felt like that trigger because something in me, if I was in business at that moment for 10 years or yeah, 10 years, and I still didn't get anywhere I was moving. Yes, I was moving. I saw that every year I would increase in revenue and profit. But it wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't make sense. So that ignited me to go, I'm going to go. I want to see what this person's doing because I'm, I'm not doing something right. Maybe they're doing something better. Yeah. Now, when that happened, I lived in Jersey. I moved from Brooklyn to New Jersey. And when I moved here in New Jersey in 2015, I made a decision that my life has to be different. And time was time, right? Time was a a clock I look at, how much time you have. You have young kids. Me being a mom of young kids, I'm going to be honest with you. When they're young, they take a lot of energy. So I was looking forward to when they got older. I didn't live in that present moment. I was like, when is this going to be over? I didn't, I, the baby's cute, but when they get one and two, right, they gain some independence, but you still can't do but so much with them because they don't speak and a lot of work. So 
that moment, I really didn't have a lot in my business because my kids took my time and I gave Mm -hmm. it to them. But in 2019, something shifted because now they were getting older. Now I have a little bit more freedom. Now I could put time back into growing this business that I started. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I felt like in 2019, that's what I did. So when I did that weekend event, it was like, uh, I would traveled and came home, my husband's home. Right. So he gives Mm -hmm. me time too. he contributes to that. But in all honesty, it was just a place of I'm doing something wrong and someone's going to show me what they do. I am going, I'm going to take advantage of that because I'm all in your business. I want to know how you're doing this. Yes. So I did that decision, took the, took the advantage and invested in them. And it was so interesting, but they were in and out. It was like, we did this and then it disappeared after, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, but they gave me what I required. And what I required was to see what they were doing, how they were doing it. And I was like, oh, don't get me wrong, guys. Even though they showed me, didn't mean I was going to get it right away. It took a long time (laughs) to still get it. (laughs) They showed me so much. In hindsight, they showed me so much. But when I was there, oh my God, I still had to go through the, the bumpy road and the twist and turns. And I'm grateful for every twist and turn I took because it got me here today, you know? Um, and where I'm at today is amazing. It's really amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yes. And, um, I see how, you know, like one insight really could shift your whole perspective on what you're doing in your business or I don't know, your relationship, but it's such an important aspect that we are not really valuing so much in our life. We think when we, um, working on ourselves like when we're doing like internal work right like even like coaching we underestimate how much it could give us because it's not tangible right Right. so we don't see the fast results or like uh, instant gratification out of it but what we really acquire from doing that work is the foundation for what's about to come Mm -hmm. and now you see more clear now you see more options yes they were always available to you but you didn't see them exactly so something changed and we have to really prioritize uh our own first mental and physical health but also how can I step outside of the box and give myself, um, you know, this opportunity to to get the insight, to see what other people do or how it could be done other way? Because sometimes we're getting stuck doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's all we know. And mm-hmm. like you said, you needed a proof of some other way working out better right and with us seeing that evidence for ourselves it's hard for us to even start because again in our mind worst case scenario nothing will work we (laughs) always talk ourselves out of trying new things right but becoming mindful i think it's like number one um important aspect that we have to uh, prioritize how can we check in with ourselves and see that what we're doing right now it's working for us or maybe there are other ways that we don't know exist how can I give myself this opportunity to see what I, what else is out there and how can I improve on on the systems and processes of what I'm doing right now right so a lot of people, like I said, they struggle with being mindful and uh, I'm not sure what exactly helped you to become present, to mm. really like check in with yourself on a daily mm. basis and be that person who will remind you that you're supposed to stay on track and this is what's important for you. So if you can share with us any tools or practices that helped you to uh, elevate yourself 
in any areas of your life? There is something that a lot of people are not conscious to. We, of human beings in this beautiful world, country, however you want to see it, there is something we're taught and we're conditioned on. And the conditions that we're given is do everything for someone else. Don't be selfish. Mm -hmm. Don't be conceited. Right. And that's what we're usually told, right? Give, give, give. But no one teaches you how to pour into yourself in order to give. Right. And we kind of are shown that to pour into ourselves is selfish. Mm-hmm. So in my journey, remember when I told you I, 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 mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That felt selfish. And when I got my transformation to give, I learned also I can give abundantly, but I had to have a place where this abundance lived within me mm-hmm. to give. But I don't know that. You may have not known that before. There are still some people who don't know that. So there are some people who will give, but they're depleted. And half of the times when they're giving is not a place of love because they don't have that within to give. So what I had to do, what I had to choose, but I didn't know I was choosing it in the time and the moment was how to fall madly in love with me. Mm-hmm. And that happened maybe in 2022. And that happened by accident. That didn't happen on purpose. There's no podcast I heard because no one says this. Yes. Because if you tell someone to love themselves, their defense goes up and they go, of course, I love myself. Mm. although they don't take care of themselves and taking care of yourself does not mean a pedicure spa movies, <laughs> popcorn, Netflix doesn't mean that at all. Mm. Taking care of yourself is a ability to just do it without even being conscious of it. In other words, I make a decision not to eat after seven because I feel better when I don't eat after seven and I go to sleep because I have in like, stomach challenges. So I know that's my time. Are there moments I might eat after seven? Yes. But I know it's because I'm choosing to and not just unconsciously doing it. I am very aware when I'm choosing to eat after seven. But the love of myself, I do things differently. I show up differently. I walk into rooms differently. And people literally could feel the energy. They don't realize it's because I'm coming from a place of abundance because what I've learned about me. So let me help you guys understand what this looks like before falling madly in love with myself, but loving me, what that meant was confident knowing that I'm going to do something. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to apply it, Mm -hmm. but there are moments I get really tired and beaten up and I feel dreadful. And then I talk to myself, like, I don't know what. Oh, Nikisha, you're never going to get this right. Dag it. You're not reliable. You're not smart. You know, the negative talk and those thoughts and words would come. And when they came, they didn't seem inappropriate. They seem, they seem normal. <laughs> beat up on me. Just don't beat up on anyone else. Right. Cause the things that we say to ourselves from negative talk, we would never say to our best friend or any other human being, but somehow we do it to us. When we do it to us, we'll be like, no, I love myself, but we're capable of beating us up internally. That was my understanding. Like that was where I was giving from that place that was abusive to me, but I would never let anyone else abuse me that way. Don't you ever think you could speak to me in that way, right? Like that's fighting words. But there was an incident where we were renovating one of our bedrooms. So we had a large bedroom that was a two bedroom turned into one and we were turning it back into two. We had to put up a wall and on that wall, we had a mirror. And I should say we had a mirror on a wall that we had to open up. So the mirror had to be moved and it was moved in front of a space that when you, when you walk up my stairs to my second floor, the mirror is right at the top of the stairs. So one day I was walking up the stairs in my robe and OMG, and I looked like the old woman. I felt like the old woman from the, um, 
I don't know what movie it is. It's the apple with the poison apple. And she turned into a witch and she give the apples to the young um, Snow White. Oh. And you know how that cartoon character, as a witch, she has a long nose with a hairy mole. Mm-hmm. And she's bent, hunched over. And I felt like that because when I was walking up the stairs, I was leaning on the wall. Mm. My knees felt like they were killing me. But I saw my reflection. Right. And I was like, who is that? <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> that is not me. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Nikisha was lost. She was lost from years of being a mom, giving from a place of isolation, transitioning from a working woman to a stay-at-home mom who didn't know what the hell that was, mm-hmm. going from independent to feeling dependent on her spouse who went to work every day for 12 hours, mm-hmm. a woman who got pregnant, who gained weight, who ate because she didn't want to feel, so mm-hmm. she put food in to fill the hole of feeling, avoidance. That's who I was looking at. And all I had in that one moment when I saw her was, you gotta walk straight up these stairs. You can't be walking like this. You can't be leaning on the wall. I had a handrail. I don't know why I was leaning on the wall. (laughs) So from that day, when I thought about just walking up the stairs without leaning on the wall, that's all it was. It was one thought, very small, very, very small. So I would walk up the stairs. The mirror is still there. It, it like stayed there. Mm. And even though the mirror had to be replaced to fit in that area that it was, I got a new mirror and put it right on the wall. So every day I could see myself walking up those stairs. <laughs> I love it. Guys, you have no idea. So every day I would walk up the stairs. I would learn not to lean on the wall. I would mm-hmm. use the banister or the handrail, sorry. And then the handrail, I started walking straighter. And then I will walk without holding on the handrail. Mm-hmm. And my knees would hurt a little bit, but they would get better. Then I start walking to the mirror and going, mm, you look good today. <laughs> and I would look at my beautiful eyes. I would fall in love with my beautiful nose. Mm-hmm. I would fall in love with my lips and my body as I am. Not as I want to be, not getting a breast lift or anything else. But mm-hmm. the, the woman who birthed two kids who have stretch marks who nursed for like 12 months. Mm -hmm. This is the person I was falling in love with. And when I fell in love with her, AKA me, Mm -hmm. there were moments I post and I'm like, I love being conceited. I remember how that was such a negative word when I was growing up. (laughs) And today I'm like, I am conceited and I love everything about it because I love me. I'm madly in love with me. There are moments I'll look at myself in the mirror and be like, girl, you can get it. Like I was like love, (laughs) like in fact, she waited with myself. And when that happened, it allowed me to love others deeply. Mm -hmm. Like the human beings I meet today, notice I use human beings because I love human beings. I don't love him, her, LGBTQ, black, white, red, orange, green, don't know what those things are. Those labels no longer matter to me because the human being I see in front of me, the complex human being is Mm -hmm. beautiful. But the only way I got to love that human being is because I had to fall madly in love with me. Falling in love with me was my choice. And it's the thing that I, when I made it, I didn't know what was coming. Like you said, Mm-hmm. We are not conscious when we make decisions, what's the outcome, the thing we can see. Right. I didn't know that was coming. All I wanted to do was walk straight up the stairs without holding on and leaning on the wall. That's all I wanted to do. But when I did that, more came out of it. The love of me allowed me to treat myself nice by speaking to me nicely. Oh my God, I can have positive visualizations. I could think about my future, build a whole campus with two buildings, six floors each. I could build my future and never, there is no voice in me that goes, it's never going to happen. That voice no longer is with me because I released that voice and I took a different voice that you got this, do it, keep moving forward. And that journey, the thing about this journey I'm, I'm sharing it with you guys now and you're here on Anna's podcast hearing it. 
but you have no idea. I went to an event and I swear to you, I was there for three days, hmm. Monday through Wednesday. By Wednesday, I had people coming up to me, hugging me and kissing me and loving me because wow. of my energy. That's how I know where I am. That's, that's the evidence to the change I've made. The evidence doesn't just come from me. It comes from how I show up. And when I show up, I just love people and they actually get a whiff of that. And it's a very addicting whiff. Like, and I don't say this from a place of ego, but when I speak to people, the, the, the interest of having me in their life is more of a, can you be in my life? Can I speak to you? Like, <laughs> I need my, my hit and you're giving me my hit. And it's a gift that I'm humbly grateful for. Right. And that's why I'm a certified life and business coach that came after they just, they, the gifts just keep coming, but the gifts keep coming because I made the choice to love me. So to say all of that in order for you to truly get what you desire, you have to make a choice about you, right? There's no tips I can give you about doing something externally that's going to work until your internal is at peace. And there's many, many people who constantly try to do things externally without working on themselves. And working on yourself has a lot of benefits. You can't see it. You're not supposed to see it. That's what stops <laughs> you from actually doing it. But understand that's the reason we have one percenters in a country where everyone could be rich because we live in a world where you can provide a service and get paid for it. Mm -hmm. But if you're choosing not to work on you, it, it's a very clear idea of why one percenters exist because those one percenters, they get really focused. And I mean, I think some of them really do love themselves and they're very infatuated. And some people could see it as arrogance. Mm -hmm. But when we see them doing things for us and building things for us and trying to do things to keep us going, I think that's where it comes into play. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your question about it. <laughs> yes, yes, okay. it does. And um, I'm glad that we mentioned such an important topic of self-love. And I think it's just essential for every human being right. to start falling in love with themselves i know it sounds maybe too good to be true or as you just mentioned some people have different ideas what it means for them yes. to take care of yourself or yes. show yourself love but slowly but surely if you make it a priority if you know you are important, you know, you focus on what's important in your life and you know you are that person. Because if you only try to give other people, then you will be depleted of energy. You won't feel like you have something to give. And it's not going to last long. And you will end up feeling, you know, not supported, not fulfilled. So all of those unpleasant emotions that come up, it's like indicator for you to show that you are off track from what is important. And showing yourself love and prioritizing your mental and physical health is essential and it should be your priority. And like, again, you don't have to do the same thing every day. You can switch how you show yourself love. But even like coming up to the mirror and seeing yourself, like really seeing yourself, not just gazing right. at you, because we usually like put makeup and off we go. Yeah. But taking time, looking into your eyes, yes. saying compliments. Why yeah. do you love this human being looking back at you? Yes. Why is that? What do you notice about her or him? Right? Yes. Like be specific show like notice details and really feel like when you're saying those compliments uh, see how you feel because mm -hmm. for people a lot of times like i've noticed it's hard for them to really 
look at themselves and say something good towards yourself. Yes. For some reason, we are very easy at criticizing ourselves, Mm -hmm. but not saying something good. Why is that? Like that's normal. That's normal human nature because when you're born, you're not born with that, but you're not born with any consciousness, right? You just live. Mm -hmm. There is no time when you're born. That's why kids have no reference of time. And I'm like, they're just being in the present moment. It's amazing to see them in their present Mm -hmm. and they don't look at themselves, but as they start to get older and become more conscious and they know the judgment is out there, the magazines, the different ways people criticize other people that becomes conscious. And then we have the criticism and the negative talk outside. So we just apply it to the inside or you get the gift from the people who love you generational gift right? However, your parents were raised, they give Mm -hmm. that to you and don't let them be from an international country that's in poverty Mm -hmm. in scarcity. If they're in scarcity, looks are nothing, looks, looks are nothing. It never would matter. All matters is the work you do, the money you make to support your family. Can you imagine that's, that's Mm -hmm. the generation before us, the -hmm. great depression, the different wars, they're a place of scarcity. So there's no you were never given the gift to learn how to look at you in the mirror and be loving to you. You were always taught how to survive. So it's human nature in this generation and and others in this generation. And if you learn that, that's what you give. It's just the Mm -hmm. gift of generational gift, not bad, not good. I don't consider anything bad or good. It's just what Mm -hmm. is right? right now. We somehow are having more conversations about it. Now we're bringing it to the present moment. Mm-hmm. Now we have power and awareness. What would you like to do with that? That's where you come into making decisions. Cause now you have the information, right? We're the era mm-hmm. of information online. Information is a dime a dozen. Like it's everywhere to the point. You don't know what's good anymore. What's what's happening. And the one thing I'm going to share with you, cause when you were saying about looking in the mirror and loving the features in your eyes and yes. when you learn how to do that, if you're a parent, you learn how to do it there too. And you give them that gift. Mm-hmm. So what that means is when I look at my two daughters, I don't look at them and go, oh, you're just so beautiful. Like, that's <laughs> not what I do. But I look at them like, oh my God, your almond shaped eyes are amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, those brown eyes. Oh, those are beautiful. And then they get curious and they go look at it. Mm-hmm. And then they get to actually see the beauty in themselves. Yeah. Right. But when you use I'm beautiful or you're beautiful, you're handsome, it's so general Mm -hmm. that what happens is when your kids get older and they go to high school somewhere and someone's bullying them or someone's speaking Mm -hmm. negatively to them, they're going to think when you told me they when you told them that they were beautiful, you were lying to them Mm -hmm. or you're just mom. That's what you say. Mm -hmm. But when I get really specific, it takes away the generality. And then when someone tells them, oh, you're ugly, they be like, no, I'm not. Because these eyes, whoo, my mom told me about them almond-shaped eyes. They are, mm, mm, mm. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. When we get really specific, we allow our love from ourselves to extend beyond us. And I see it. Like, I know. When I mean I know, guys, I wish I could have you in my life. I wish there was some way you can be around me. I hope to show all of this on my social media, but the love that I have for myself today has been a big influence on my family in ways that I didn't even know was even possible Mm -hmm. down to the person being my primary, my husband, who's the primary income person in our household, losing his job. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going in panic mode. Like I've never had that experience. I thought I would always be in panic mode but I did a lot of work on me and -hmm. I was able to hug him and love him and be like, we got this Mm -hmm. to the point where that man was able to shift, do things he would have never done. If I'm telling you, he would have never done coaching if I didn't do coaching. Mm -hmm. And now he has a job that's even better than what he did for 15 years. And I'm proud of him. It was, but it was never a moment where I wasn't going to be proud of him when he wasn't working. I was proud of him because now he had the opportunity to be who he wanted to be. Right. So when you're with a company for 15 years, you lose yourself. Yes. 
And now I'm like, you get a whole nother opportunity to live a second life. What you want to do? Let's figure it out. Right. And that was a gift because of the work I've done on me. But I promise you before 2021, I would have been crying. I would have been scared. I would have been like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, what are we going to do? We have a house. We have kids. What my kids, we even told them. And it was just, they had the negative concerns and they're nine and 12. And I was like, girls, what are you worrying about? Your life. <laughs> and the thing my husband and I did, we had the holidays. So he lost his job yeah. sometime in November. We had the holidays, right? But what happened is during the holidays, everything was so normal that one day he looked at me because he's back at work. He was like, I lost my job and everything seemed the same. Like we spent a lot more. And I was like, yeah, and our <laughs> kids have no idea. And I'm like, and his first thought was, what did we just do? because we didn't teach them a lesson. They had the same normal behavior. Mm. But what I realized is we weren't at a place of scarcity or negative because our value as human beings is infinite. And no matter what, we were going to be okay because we had value to offer any company or any client. And that was the gift. Yes. And I've heard also this expression, if you have something to give within you, like those gifts or value that is personal to what is you about to offer, that means there person on the other side who needs that. Mm-hmm. Not just one, more people, but you just don't know where they are and how you're mm-hmm. going to meet them. But It's a confirmation for you that if you have that desire, Mm. have that desire to share something with others, that means there is a person on the other side waiting for that. And it's just your job to reach out to those people or to the audience that will see you, will find out about your gifts. But again, like with us, playing small, pretending Mm. to be somebody else, pleasing other people to avoid some kind of confrontation. It's not helping us at all. We're not Mm. growing. We're not allowing ourselves to share that gift. Right, 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 exactly. And sometimes, like you said, when we have a desire to put value out there, it's because Mm -hmm. someone is seeking it. And I truly believe in that right? These ideas don't just come. There's something mm-hmm. sparking them. Yeah. But ideas are ideas. Your action is what's required of you. And action requires you to give, but where are you giving from? Mm-hmm. And you can give from wherever you desire to be. You can give from an empty place. You can always give, but it's how it's being received. And I've seen people who give from an empty place. They're usually very unhappy when they give. And that's when you feel all of that negative energy coming your way. And you're like, what is that? If you ever have those moments, whoever's listening, understand that's where it's coming from. Understand when you're giving it to, it can be received that way. The one thing I'm going to tell you, I am who I am, but there's still action. I don't live in a dream world. I don't create Mm -hmm. dreams and not accomplish them but I'm very aware of what I can dream of. And then I go, I got it. And I create my objectives, my KPIs, my goals, whatever you want to call it. And I work on it. And like you're saying, you have to put yourself out there. You have to make offers. When I was doing this, maybe a month or so, like I wasn't making offers last year. I was doing a lot, but Mm -hmm. I never knew how to make an offer. And then I had a little bit of a gift given to me where someone shared with me how to make an offer. And I was like, oh, that's it? Making an offer is just telling someone you're available to them. You're not selling anything. You're not doing anything. So, and I'm learning how to even make that even better because I have all I need. I've been educated on it many times and now I can make it my own. Mm -hmm. But that's what we do. We are here to hear, listen, understand, And then if we can help, we let that person know, if you ever need something, I got you. Mm -hmm. I'm here. The problem is money. People always get scared of money, right? And I always think if you're a business owner or you have a business, 
it's amazing how much you don't want to pay anyone, but you want people to pay you for what you offer. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting dynamic to see people have scarcity thinking around money, but when they put their business out or their service, they they are they are not realizing that same energy comes back where people are scared to buy their product. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I never. It's a very interesting thing, and I get it. But once again, that's why they're one percenters. They mm-hmm. think differently. They don't think like that. There's people I work with who are not one percenters. And when they find the value, they give. But they're they're giving from a place to give because they have done the work themselves. They have businesses themselves that are doing really well. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of small business owners who struggle with that investing in themselves paying for a service that would help them internally because they're not getting a physical product. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when they don't invest in themselves, you see how their business stays small. It's a, like, it's so interesting to see it. And when I see it, I'm like, how do you not get, how do you not understand they correlate? Mm -hmm. Your scarcity literally minimizes your business growth. Your lack of investing in you to be better is what minimizes the growth of your business. You don't know certain information that can help your business go further. So what you kind of do is create this story. I'm going to stay small. I don't want to be big. I'm scared to have team members. They're going to try to take my business. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. We create this whole narrative, these stories. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, this is so interesting. So why are you in business? Mm -hmm. Why do you invest so much time away from your family, away from yourself? Why do you stay up late at night? Why do you struggle just to stay small and wear the 10 hats? It doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. But I hope people get the underlying story of our conversation today. I hope they realize that investing in them has a lot of rewards, that you will see the evidence. You will see the final product. Mm -hmm. I hope they get the idea that In order for them to grow, they have to do something differently, right? I hope they understand a transformation doesn't mean like it comes in one, it doesn't come in one swoop. Mm -hmm. There's small little things that happen that creates it. And sometimes there are big things where you could be in a hospital that creates it. Yes. Yes. Unfortunately, sometimes we wait until extreme happens in our lives and You have no choice but to get better, but you don't have to really come to this place where you are just lost, you know, you can start thinking about and making those steps towards your future, better future life right now with understanding that if whatever you did so far didn't work out the way that you would expect it or you don't have whatever you desire to have I think the first step is to kind of like maybe have a conversation with people who are at the place where you want to be and see what they're doing differently to be open to to step out of your comfort zone and see what can you change in the way Mm -hmm. you're doing things and Investing in yourself, yes, it's very important. And I know that um, a lot of times we just don't see value in it. Like I said, it's not tangible. But again, once you start surrounding yourself with people, you know, that at the place where you want to be, you're going to see the common theme in how they did what they did and I would you know I would not be shocked knowing that a lot of them would invest in themselves because this is something usually successful people do yes in bringing themselves in the next level so you will see that this is normal for you to do that because again you're providing yourself the support and care that you deserve mm. and then you will see more opportunities and yeah. possibilities and 
a way of change that will bring that benefit to you and your business in the long term. Exactly. Perfectly stated. Exactly. All right. I'm so grateful we have that conversation today. And for those who would like to connect with you online, how can they find you? So one, you can follow me on Instagram at nkfocus, period, formula. And two, in my links, you have the ability to actually reach out to me if you are resonating with everything I'm saying and you want to schedule a consultation, complimentary, you have that on my link in my um, IG page. I truly believe that opening up a conversation and having that and, and discovering if I'm that person for you, when I say that, walking next to you in your journey. I offer coaching and I offer life and business coaching, but people don't realize they're intertwined. Mm-hmm. When one is out of it, out of whack, the other one is too. It's so correlated. And I work with my clients to be mindful of what's happening because I don't let life control me anymore. I control my life. Yeah. I create my journey. I do the actions, right? And I'm mindful when I'm out of whack. I can look at why I'm out of whack because it all stems from me. I am the first cause of everything, how I feel and what I do. Mm-hmm. And living in that world and understanding how I can see it, I help my clients to see it because when you have awareness, you have power. And as an individual, as a human being, as a beautiful one at that, I believe we all deserve that. Mm-hmm. So you can, add, you can choose to let your life control you or you can choose to control your life and truly do what you want to do. So I hope I get to hear and be able to speak to you guys. And it's free. There is nothing you have to do. And there is so no pressure and commitment to anything. A conversation is just a conversation. And that's what I love about where I'm at. I have no attachments to people. You choose to opt in if you want to. And if you don't, that's okay. But when you're ready to choose something differently, I'm here for the ride because it's going to be a great one. Yes. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.